This is the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. We have assembled the world's finest sports and trivia dorks to prove once and for all that we are just as bad at this as we were at sports. Hello everyone and welcome to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Sports trivia for those of us who rode the pine. I am not your host, Matt. We'll be getting to that in a minute. And today's game will be pitting a Benchwarmer team of Eric and myself versus benchwarmer scott and returning guest tucker warner welcome back to the bench tucker why don't you take a minute to remind us about where you're from what teams you root for and any other goofiness that has been going on in your life in the last few months oh if only there was some goofiness going on in my life the past few months uh my name is tucker i was on the show once before and happy to be back i currently live right outside hartford uh but i'm from northern virginia fredericksburg specifically uh, my favorite teams are UConn Huskies for college, the Carolina Pro Teams, and the Yankees. Uh, and when I get up early enough on the weekends to watch soccer, I'm a big uh, Chelsea fan also. Uh, and other than that, oh, yeah, I work for a fantasy sports company. That might be relevant. So there you go. You work for what? A fantasy sports company. Oh. Uh, I can't tell you which ones, but it's, it's one of the two big ones. Nice. That's good. You got some fantasy sports champions on the podcast. Oh. Oh, was somebody else coming? I haven't mentioned that today. <laughs> Wait, is there somebody late for this call I don't know about? All right. And uh, we'll just skip right to it here. That other voice that you're hearing right there is our guest host for tonight, Eric Walling, but we don't need to talk to him right now. Let's go over to the uh, to the bench armor that'll be teaming up with Tucker. And Scott, how are you doing tonight? Why don't you, uh, and then why don't you wrap up with what your team name's going to be? I am good. Um, I'm going to go ahead real quick and just plug uh, the OT, which is uh, a new uh, sort of mini show spinoff of uh, the Benchwarmer Trivia Podcast here. So if you have not subscribed to the BPP Presents, please do so. Uh, on the latest episode of the OT, which is hosted by uh, Matt and Eric Walling, uh, Eric requested that I give updates on my kickball league. So here it is for you. So uh, if you don't mind giving me a minute here, uh, we are one in one right now. I am not happy about it. We should be 2-0, and and I'm going to tell you why really quick. Uh, I want to start this off by saying I'm not Eric Eid, and I have been the biggest advocate for women uh, in sports and on this podcast in general. I have constantly stated that we need more women on this podcast. I've even come up with ideas to hopefully get women on the podcast. But with that being said, playing co-ed sports is not always the easiest thing to do. And the reason that my kickball team is not 2-0 is because we have females on the team, particularly one female named Meg, and I'll name drop her because she won't listen to this because her and I are not friends. Uh, so Meg is one of the team <laughs> captains, and as team captain, she decides she's going to play center field, which is very pivotal in kickball. Uh, so you would think as a team captain, if you're in center field and the ball comes to you and you can't catch it consistently, then maybe you'd switch yourself out in the best interest of the team especially for the guy who is stuck in right field, who's catching everything that comes to him and running into the infield and backing up second base and doing everything. And I'm just like, Meg, why don't we switch? And she's like, no, I got it. And then the very next kick right in her hands and she drops it. It's like the chiefs receivers in the super bowl. She just could not catch the ball at all. And so I'm a little ticked off because we should be doing no. where our offense has been great and our defense is trash. Thank you, Meg. Uh, our team name's going to be uh COVID related. Uh, and also UConn related because uh, Tucker's a UConn fan and we all know my affinity for uh, Richard Hamilton. So our teammate's going to be Rip Hamilton's face mask. Rip Hamilton's face mask. 
All right. So then why don't we go over to the other bench warmer team, which will be Eric and myself. Uh, I'll go first. Uh, nothing's new here. It's cold. It's winter. Uh, Omaha sucks just as bad during winter as Wisconsin did. I was all thought this was going to be great in January and everything like that. And all of a sudden it's like, you know, uh, 10 below and it sucks. So yeah, that's what's going on in my world. Eric, why don't you go ahead and give an update? All right. So Scott gave a, a an update on his kickball league. I'm not in a kickball league, but I'm going to give you a kickball update. Um, I was sitting on the floor <laughs> playing Call of Duty, not aware of the location of my child. Um, and he came running up to me and firmly stepped directly on my kickballs. Um, the family Jews. Yeah. So um, I'm not in a league, but as of maybe about 5 p.m. today, once I got home from work, I'm now 0 for 2. Not Meg's fault. <laughs> no. And that relates directly with our team name as being what? <laughs> yes. And with that said, Matt and I, we've been together for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, every time I, I'm, in, I'm around him, this song plays in my head. Uh, so our team name today is going to be Endless Love. Because, mm. you know, friends can skate to Endless Love in the dark. <laughs> Just going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then let's go over to our uh, guest host for this episode. Eric Walling, why don't you uh, remind us about all the stuff going on in your world? And, you know, no one really wants to hear from you. I know, Matt, I'm sad. Okay, that's enough. Thanks, Eric. Um, No, just kidding. Go ahead. (laughs) I'm really sad, Matt. It was a tough Sunday for me and for my brethren um, and for my buddy Pat. That's what I call him. We're on first name, like short and first name base. I just call him Pat Mahomes. so yeah, it's been a rough, uh, rough couple of days in the Kansas City area. It's also just as cold here as it is in Omaha, which means that my kids, um, the kids here aren't tough, and so they cancel school <laughs> when it's like ten degrees outside. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. Those soft bus kids in the Kansas City area can't stand outside for a few minutes. So um, yeah, I am excited to host. I have been putting this game together little by little and running it by Dan, and Dan only sort of virtually yelled at me once so i will consider that a win um and excited to share this with you guys and get you guys a little insight into the stuff that i think is mildly interesting and doesn't involve much of the texas rangers believe it or not (laughs) all right well that's the crew for tonight's episode so let's go ahead and uh let's kick it over to dan for the rules We will be starting off with the tailgate to warm up the teams. This will be followed by four quarters of play, each with a different trivia style. The styles of quarters one through three will change from show to show, and I will explain them as we go along. Like any good sporting event, we will have a halftime show after the second quarter with entertainment questions pertaining to sports. And in the fourth quarter, our teams will wager from the points they've accumulated to see who are today's clipboard captains to be honored like the true bench warmers they are. All right, let's get this game underway. Kick it over to Eric now to start us off with the tailgate. Okay, gentlemen, the tailgate is going to be around leading home run hitters during different presidential administrations. So I am going to give you a presidential administration and their tenure, and I want you to give me the leading home run hitter during that era. So for, for instance, if I said um, Donald Trump, the answer, the person with the most home runs hit during that um, presidential term was Mike Trout. Question one, Bill Clinton. 
1993 to 2001. We're checked in. All right, Rip Hamilton's face mask is checked in. Endless love, talk it out. Yeah, the first one we popped up with was McGuire, but he was injured before he got traded to uh, St. Louis. And then I think he was injured near the end of his St. Louis career. But he's he's still going to be up there. Like yeah. it's it's going to be very close. Like I, it McGuire Sosa Griffey. It's yep. probably within you know twenty of each other. Yeah. So I think it's a toss up between Griffey and Sosa. I like Griffey. He's got he just had so many home runs. I mean, consistently year in year out. Like he was always there. So there you go. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. Rip <laughs> Hamilton's face mask. What do you guys have? Uh, well, we probably should have discussed Griffey a little more, but uh, we went with Mark McGuire. One team getting points. The answer is Ken Griffey Jr. with 351 home runs. All right, number two, <laughs> the much-remembered, maybe sometimes maligned, Calvin Coolidge presidency from 1923 to 1929. Was it baseball then, Matt? Yeah, I was a knee-high to a grasshopper. Went to a lot of games with my dad. It's great. <laughs> You know, back then, you know, they wouldn't let you drink the hard stuff, but they let me have a few beers when I was about six or seven. It was Wisconsin. (laughs) It's something to chase the cheese. Two tree beers. You know, that's fine. Kid can have beers. (laughs) No, we don't have Josh or Dan on here to not talk about kids not doing drugs or drinking. So it's going to get bad. (laughs) This is going to be a really bad. (laughs) No voice of reason between the five of us here. All right, you want to check that in, Eric? It's got to be that, right? Yep. All right. We're checked in. Endless Love is checked in. Rip Hamilton's face mask. What do you guys got? Yeah. Um. I, I mean, 23 was when Ruth had already joined the Yankees, so it's not like he was still pitching at that point. Uh, this this has to be Ruth, right? I mean, 27 murderers row. Yeah. He's got the – he called his shot during this time. Like, Yeah. I mean, like, I like – your suggestion for like number two and i think like hornsby is two or three also one of them but i mean it, it can't not be babe ruth yeah we're, we're gonna check in with uh george herman ruth endless love what do you got yeah I, yeah I mean it's gotta be it's gotta be the babe right yeah so we checked in with babe ruth yeah both teams getting points here really the most prolific home run hitter by a long shot hitting more home runs than most franchises it was babe ruth with 248 during that time period all right, final one here, final presidency here. Uh, number three, George Herbert Walker Bush, the first of the Bush presidencies from 1989 to 1993. All right, we'll check in. Endless Love has checked in. Rip Hamilton's face mask, what do you got? I don't think there was a 50 home run season in this time span. Um, I think the closest might have been Conseco. Yeah, he got close. Mid-40s, maybe? So, I mean, like, Conseco's a real possibility. Uh, Fred McGriff is... Like one name two, um, yeah. He he was really consistent, you know, for a long time. He you know not forty five, but he was you know in like that thirty four range. Yeah, and he's like just short of five hundred for his career. He's at four ninety four. I know that for his career. I I would I would say between Canseco and McGriff, I'd probably go Canseco. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean he had some big total years, and McGriff was more of like a thirty per year type. So yeah, yeah. let's go Canseco. All right, so we're going to check in with Jose Canseco. All right, Endless Love, what'd you guys have? So we had it down. I mean, Canseco Maguire came up on our chat. Um, and at the end, we had it down to Cecil Fielder and Fred McGriff. Um, we didn't go with Fielder, and I'm glad we didn't because as after we checked in, I thought about it. He didn't play in 1989. 
in the MLB. He went to Japan. I totally forgot about that. He probably would be number one in this time frame if he would have played 89. Um, but with that said, we went with Fred McGriff. He just, for some reason, stuck out the most in that time frame. One team getting points here with a whopping 137 home runs in that four-year span. The leader was Fred McGriff. Of course it was. Yeah. <laughs> so after the tailgate here, uh, we have a score of Rip Hamilton's face mask with 10 and Endless Love with 30. Before we get to the first quarter, we wanted to let you know that we are on Patreon if you'd be interested in supporting us financially. Your contributions will be used to help us cover the costs that it takes to bring you the high-quality sports trivia you have come to expect from us. There's also some great perks that come with the Patreon membership to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, including bonus episodes and Benchwarmers swag. You can find us at patreon.com slash benchwarmersTP. Thanks. First quarter will be pre and post game. Pre and post game. For this quarter, there will be five before and after style questions. For example, if I said, what all-time leader in receptions for the Indianapolis Colts was a Notre Dame safety drafted by the Minnesota Vikings? The answer would be Marvin Harrison Smith. Each question is worth 20 points. All right. This two-time middleweight boxing champion from Kazakhstan owned a 23-match knockout streak from 2008 through 2017 and is the all-time leader in receptions at Baylor and 20th overall pick in the 2012 NFL Draft. Kazakhstan. The only person I know from there is Borat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Man, I got nothing, dude. Yeah, I have a joke answer. <laughs> then we're going to we're gonna check in with that. All right. <laughs> that works for me. Is it Boraticus Finch? Because that was mine. No, but I like that. <laughs> okay. I guess that means Endless Love can talk it out. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the wide receiver is wide receiver is Kendall Wright, um, but I don't know yeah. any boxers. So Ken or George Foreman Wright. There he goes. It's the Kendall Wright's twin brother, Mendel Wright. All right, so George Foreman Mendel Wright. There we go. We got it. Nailed it. <laughs> All right. What do you guys have? Rip Hamilton's face mask. Uh, well, we have the Kendall Wright part. Um, was, we were just trying to figure out something that ended with Ken or Kenda or something along those lines. So I'm going to shout out the 1980s St. Louis Cardinals and say, Jose O'Kendall Wright. <laughs> I appreciate the utility of that answer. Nice. However, no teams are receiving points for this one. Um, sorry, believe it or not. Uh, you may, some people may know him better as Triple G. That's, uh, and you guys had the Kendall Wright part back um, down. So that is Gennady Golovkin Dole Wright. Wait, what? Yes, Gennady Golovkin Wright. Okay, where's when's the first name stop and the last name starts? <laughs> yes. Do you want the middle name? Because it's even better. Gennady Gennadyevich Golovkin is the boxer. Wait, so his first name is Gennady and his yes. middle name is Gennadyovich? Yes. And his last name is No Glove No Lovekin? That's what I heard. No, no Lovekin. I'm pretty sure I was diagnosed with that yesterday at the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> So I would say everyone who hasn't had a chance to watch him fight, go on your various and sundry streaming platforms and watch him. He's the best boxer of the last 10 years. Um, um, is he on OnlyFans? 
Yes, and he's got an OnlyFans. The only that's the only thing I stream on right now. Five dollars a month. All right. Question two. This one-time NBA coach of the year was a former teammate of Julius Irving and a father of a Duke star who was also the first ever Fijian PGA golf pro. Pro in 1982 and winning a Masters and two PGA championships in his heyday. You want to check that in? Yeah, we're checked in. Endless Love's checked in. Rip Hamilton's face mask. Talk it out. All right. To me, this has to be fun, Doc Rivers. Because he played on the Sixers with Dr. J. He's won a coach of the year, and Austin Rivers played at Duke. Yeah. So, like, all three criteria checks out there. Yeah. And the only thing I'm thinking is that, like, I I don't even think there's another Fijian pro golfer besides Vijay Singh. Um, there's a lot of, like, a lot of Duke players are like, oh, it's Mike Dunleavy, G. Singh. Oh, that works too. Yeah. They also, so I guess two uh, two coaches fit that criteria. That's awesome. Check that in. So Mike Dunleavy, G. Singh. Let's check that in. All right. Endless love. Uh, yeah, we had the we had VJ Singh first. Um, just trying to think of the coach. Only one that really worked with VJ Singh was Mike Dunleavy. So we went with Mike Dunleavy, G. Singh. And both teams getting points. The correct answer is Mike Dunleavy, G. Singh. All right. Question three. This NBA Rookie of the Year and member of the EuroLeague All-Decade Team from 2010 to 2020 is also a former Manchester United striker who plies his international trade for Mexico, scoring 52 goals in 109 international caps. Yep. Yeah, that's got to be it. Protected. Right. Endless love, boys. Talk it out. So this is this is one of those weird situations where... Um, cause I, I only have the soccer player, so I don't know if he's going by his real name or his nickname, which a lot of soccer players are just known by their nicknames. What's his nickname? Chikorito. So the NBA rookie of the year and member of the Europe Euro league all decade team for, so he must've been a, if he was a rookie of the year in the NBA yeah, and then was in the all decade team from then he had to have bombed. He must have had a really great rookie year, then bombed, and then spent the majority of his career in the Euro League. So he probably, let's say he's drafted 2005. Yeah. Wait, what did you say this guy's name? It's Javier Hernandez or Chicharito. I can't think of a rookie of the year that would work. So Chick Chicky Boom Chicharito? Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic. There, wait, wait. Luca Don Chicorito. Yes? Sure. Yeah, let's go with that. All right. Rip Hamilton's face mask. What do you got? Beep, 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 beep. Uh, I mean, this one was all Tucker because obviously I'd never heard of this Chicorito fella. Uh, but <laughs> once he put that in the chat, it's like, well, the only NBA rookie of the year that works is Luca Doncic. And I don't know how he ended up being in the all-decade team for the Euro League because I don't think he played for them for too long, but the only thing that fit. So uh, we, yeah, that's what we checked in with as well. Yeah, so both teams getting points here. Um, Luka Doncic played for Real Madrid from 2015 to 2018, and the Euro League is like the Champions League of basketball, um, where he was MVP two or three times, also NBA Rookie of the Year and member of the 2010 through 2020 EuroLeague All-Decade teams. So, yep, and the second half of that was Chicharito Hernandez, uh, or Chicharito, if you want to pronounce it the way he did. 
Uh, but the correct answer was Luca Don Chicharito Hernandez or Chicharito is accepted. You know that I I pronounce all the letters in the words. <laughs> Can we get that on a T-shirt? <laughs> uh, yeah, and you could get it at uh, T Public as we have a store at T Public. If you'd like to get uh, Ben trivia podcast related uh, merchandise, head over to tpublic.com and just search Benchwarmers. Thanks for the plug. All right. Question four, this journeyman catcher and husband of a three-time Olympic gold medalist in volleyball is a journeyman former Kentucky center who was once embroiled in a controversy as a Dallas Maverick for casually grabbing a hot dog at halftime of a blowout that he was not playing in. We're checked in. All right. Endless love. Talk it out. Three-time gold medalist. It's either uh, Kerry Walsh Jennings or Misty May Trainer. Which one? As So. Trainer. That's the only one that works. Jennings doesn't work. It'd be trainer Lynn Noel. What's his first name? So wait, no, but the, but they're looking for the catcher. So yeah. So who's the what's the first name of this journeyman catcher whose last name is Trainer? That's what I'm just. That's exactly what I just said. Literally what you just said. Okay. I didn't hear. <laughs> <laughs> trainer. Oh my gosh! Seriously. Philip. A lucky Philip. Philip. Eric. Tucker. Scott. Or Matt, why Philip? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> Philip, random. I don't know. P- pick one, Matt. Go, go. Pick, pick a name. Um, well, <laughs> any name. Go. Did you would think you just asked Matt the hardest what question was in the, the world. First one, the first one that you just said. What, Philip? Yeah, no, the other one. Whatever. <laughs> just pick a name. Sure, Jim. Jim Trainer. Jim Trainer Lens Noel. <laughs> All right. And Rip Hamilton's face mask. Would you guys have? Yeah. So I, uh, I typed, I, I, I typed to uh, the Tucker. If they back into this one, I quit. Like, if, and and if <laughs> I had you gone with a bench warmer name, you would have gotten it right. Uh, I knew this one right away because the journeyman catcher, former Marlin, is Matt Trainer. So we checked in with Matt Trainerlands Noel. It almost worked again. <laughs> yeah. Use my dad's name once. Now, damn it. One team will be getting points. Uh, you pick the wrong non-bench warmer name or bench warmer name, I guess. Yes, the correct answer was Matt Trainer Lens Noel. I've never heard of Matt Trainer. Well, he was a journeyman catcher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's more famous for who he's married to. Yeah, I was gonna say he's, he's Mister Misty May. Yeah, or if you paid a lot of attention to like the mid two thousands Marlins for some reason. Yeah, it's weird they got rid of everyone else, but always kept Matt Trainer. Yeah, <laughs> Miguel Cabrera, you have to leave. Matt Trainer, you can stay. <laughs> All right, question five. This excitable and lovable Baseball Tonight staple and author of America's Game is also a former Italian goalkeeping legend and frequent name drop of Keith Oberman during the peak of the Dan and Keith Sports Center days. You know me in books, Matt. Yeah. Can we get that on the other side <laughs> of the T-shirt? <laughs> yeah, Tucker, I'm, I'm fine with that. All right, we'll check in. All right, Endless Love, talk it out. It's got to be Tim Kirchin. I sure. Um, sounds good. Yeah, let's go with that. Okay, then who's the Italian goalie? Yeah. There's a goalie for Juventus. I don't know if he's a legend. His name's John Luigi, but John could be any, like the Kim, Tim Kirch, John Luigi Buffon. I don't know if he's a legend. I don't remember Keith Olbermann talking about him. I don't. Well, I know that because I know he plays for Juventus. Yeah. That's the only thing I know. Sure. I'm assuming based on his name, he's Italian. Let's go with 
whatever that combo was right there, Eric. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Checking in with Tim Kirk, John Luigi Buffon. And for what it's worth, John Luigi Buffon is extremely Italian. <laughs> uh, Rip Hamilton's face mask. What do you guys got? We thought, and um, I, I'm not 100% sure when, like, the keeper played, like, if that would fit, you know, the mid-90s of the uh, the Dan and Keith show. But uh, we also checked in with Tim Kirk, John Luigi Buffon. You've got to be kidding me. Neither team getting points here. <laughs> you guys are close. Um, you got the first half, Tim Kirk, John. But you may remember in soccer highlights in the height of those days that Keith Open would, uh, Keith Open would scream from the top of his lungs, Gianluca Paliuca. So the correct answer was Tim Kirk, John Luca Paliuca. Yeah, that's a uh, that was a uh... that was a question. It was <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> Okay, so after the first quarter, <laughs> wow, um, this was kind of a, you know, the uh, been all nighted up here. Rip, Rip Hamilton's face mask got three correct in the first quarter for a total of 70 points, and Endless Love got two correct. Look at us, Eric, for 70 points. The second quarter will be odd one out. The odd one out. For this quarter, there will be five categorized questions containing lists of six items. The teams will attempt to choose the item from the list that does not fit the given category. Each question is worth 20 points. All right, question number one. Events in which Michael Phelps has won an Olympic gold medal. 400 meter individual medley, the 100 meter freestyle, the four by 100 meter freestyle, the 200 meter butterfly, the 100 meter butterfly, or the four by 100 medley. Mm-hmm. Yep. We're going to go ahead and check in with that one then. Eric Walling, we are going to check in. Good for you. Proud of you. <laughs> Rip Hamilton's face mask. What do you got? Yeah. Um, so I think we had just come to a conclusion on this, but like, I, I feel like a hundred meter freestyle is more of a sprint event. Um, he definitely would have won a gold in all of the ones that featured butterfly. I'm pretty sure that was his best stroke. So that takes four off the board. And I mean, he was in so many relays. Um, so yeah, I, I'd say he didn't win a golden hundred meter freestyle. Uh, I'm 100% comfortable with whatever you think, because it's, it's a toss up for me. I know we won a lot. I didn't never really paid enough attention to what he was winning gold and and as opposed to silver so that's what you think it is go for it yeah all right so we'll check in with 100 meter freestyle all right endless love what do you guys have yeah i mean he was he was definitely one of the best freestyle style swimmers in the world but he wasn't the best so uh he was probably in that four by 100 freestyle but i don't think he ever won a gold in the 100 individual so we went we checked in with the same thing all right, both teams getting points. Michael Phelps never medaled or never had a gold medal in the 100-meter freestyle. Also never won a backstroke medal, but Jeez. makes two of us. <laughs> oh, you didn't? I did. <laughs> Believe it or not, this girlish figure is not made for the water. All right. Question number two. Number one overall picks 
in the Major League Baseball draft. Josh Hamilton, Delman Young, David Price, Ken Griffey Jr., Trevor Bauer, and Luke Hochaver. We're checked in. All right. Sorry. Endless love. Talk it out. Wow. You know MLB draft is my thing, and apparently it's talkers as well. So I love baseball prospects. Yeah, same. Jeez. Okay. So Eid. I feel like Luke Hochaver's got to be in there because I've never heard that name before. There you go. Josh Hamilton, yes. Yeah, Hamilton. Delman Young. Delman Young's Young's definitely yes. Those two are both yes. Griffey's yes, right? Yes. Price, yes. So it's got to be Trevor Bauer. Or who? Well, he wouldn't have that name in there if it wasn't a person who didn't pan out. I've never heard that name before. Okay. And I've looked at, I mean, because I, I went to go do a, uh, like a Dean's list right after we quit doing Dean's lists about number one overall baseball picks. I looked all throughout the 90s and early 2000s, and I don't remember that name being anywhere. But then again, I don't remember things like you remember it, though. So maybe I just ignored it and went, holy crap, never heard of that guy. And Trevor Bauer would have been. Trevor Bauer would have been like 2012 ish. Okay. Let's go. Let's go with Trevor Bauer. Yep. All right. Rip Hamilton's face mask. What do you guys have? All right. Well, uh, this guy, uh, my least favorite player in baseball, but he was taken number two behind his much more likable teammate, Garrett Cole. Uh, this is Trevor Bauer. And that is correct. Both teams getting point. It is Trevor Bauer. Actually taken number three that year. Oh, yeah. um, Danny Holtson was number two. Oh, that bust. Let's get Marcus yeah. on that one. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, and then Trevor Bauer was third, uh, both on the same pitching staff at UCLA. Yeah, thanks for not throwing in like Mark Appel and some other ones that would have been uh, <laughs> for Matt. Like, on Matt's Luke, like, I never heard of them. They must have been. Yeah, Luke, Luke Hochaver uh, was not drafted first overall one year and then went back into the draft and was drafted first overall mm-hmm. by the Kansas City Royals. And how dare you besmirch his name? They were yeah. like, we don't need Zach Greinke. Yeah. Let's we're going to draft Where Luke Where is this Hochaver. dude now? Um, He's been on the majors for a couple years at least, right? Yeah, yeah. On the I, series uh, with Kansas City. Like, he was. Right. Yeah, he was in the bullpen for them when they won it. Question three, an odd one out. English teams who have won a European championship or Champions League. Chelsea, Manchester United, Arsenal, Nottingham Forest, Aston Villa, Liverpool. Literally, as soon as he said the first three words, I was like, this is all you, Tucker. (laughs) There's too many leagues. There's too many. All the names are the same, but then they're not the same. Like, then there's guys that play. They played here, then they played here, but then they were in this league. Then he was a striker, then he was a goalie, then he was a kicker, then he was a keeper. Then he, like, got killed because he missed a kick, and he's Andres Escobar. And there's, like, all these things that I'm learning, but none of it makes any sense. (laughs) Yeah. And I think we can check in. Great, because I have no clue. So, sure. <laughs> We're checked in. All right, Endless Love's checked in. What do you got, Rip Hamilton's face mask? This is Eric versus Tucker for this question. So, and I like soccer, but I'm not an expert on it, especially like before uh, I started watching. Like, the history is not great. But I, I remember 
Chelsea winning uh, the Champions League um, because they're the team I root for. Uh, Liverpool won just like last year or two years ago. Um, Nottingham Forest, I think, got like a weird one in like the 70s or 80s or something. I know they used to be good at one point. Like Aston Villa has been like in the top level since like the 1890s or something. Um, so like, I think this is probably like Arsenal or United just because that would be like, oh, surprising. Um, yeah. And I mean, I feel like, I feel like United's been good more often than Arsenal. Like I know Arsenal had um, like an unbeaten season in like 2006 or something, but that was only in the uh, like Premier League. So man, I, I don't know this for sure. I think I'd go with Arsenal if I had to choose between those two, but if it was the other two that I already kind of ruled out, I guess I wouldn't be shocked either. I just know it's not Chelsea or Liverpool here. Whatever you want to do. Yeah, let's go with Arsenal. We're, we're checking with Arsenal. Endless right. love, what'd you have? So Liverpool has won, as Tucker said. Chelsea has won. Man U has won. Nottingham Forest is a back-to-back champion, I believe, which is weird, like in the late 70s, maybe. Um, Ashton Villa has been around forever. They won sometime in the early 80s. Arsenal was our answer. I don't believe they ever won. Okay, both teams checking in with Arsenal, and both teams are getting point ar- points. Arsenal has never won a European Championship or Champions League. Uh, ever will. Uh, Eric. <laughs> Eric uh, stole my flavor text a little bit, but there was a stretch um, from 77 to 82 where Liverpool won three times, Forest won twice, Villa won, Liverpool won it again in 83, and then um, it was 15 years before another English team won. And that was Manchester United in the treble season of 98-99. I, I got to get me one of those season. banner scarf things that, that Matt and, and Eric have of these teams what's a cool name I, I just i just want to pick one that has a cool name bate borisov uh, oh that is, uh, that is I, would go Actually, with, I would go with juventus they're they're no wanderers no no queens queens park rangers oh yeah that is, queens cool. park, that is pretty cool <laughs> crystal palace is kind of cool I, i'm not gonna do nottingham yeah. forest that sounds like like winnie the pooh or something so i'm not doing that sounds like robin hood nottingham robin hood <laughs> Don't do an EPL team. Do something random. I don't even know what that means, man. Young boys. In you English, should be young boys. I don't, I don't think I should have a banner that says young boys. That's probably not. I don't want to hang that on my porch. <laughs> yeah. All right. Question number four is who's the odd one out of the top five universities with the most College World Series wins? Oregon State, Southern Cal, Texas, LSU, Arizona State, and Miami of Florida. Are you talking about championships or wins? Yes, championships. Championships. Okay. Sorry. I, I think uh, Tucker and I are going to go ahead and check in. Yeah. All right. Endless love. Talk it out. Okay. So I'm pretty sure Miami's got like four. Okay. And I think USC's, USC's number one. Yeah, and LSU has like six or seven-ish or something like that. Yeah. And I, I, I believe the top three are, I mean, I think USC's won by a lot. Southern California's number, got like a ton. They're like. Yeah. Yeah. 
So and then it's LSU and Texas. And I'm pretty sure Arizona State's up there. I don't know their number, but I know they're in the top five range. So that leaves us Oregon State and Miami. Yeah. And I, for some reason, I've got in my brain that Miami's won like four. And I don't remember seeing Oregon State. I remember seeing it on the shirt, but I don't remember how many times. But I don't think it was four. No, they just won recently. Yeah, with that dude who was a creep or something like that. that he yeah, I think it was eight. Draft. They refused to draft. 2018. Yeah. Um, so I think we go Oregon State. If you think Miami's got four, that's got to be enough to be in the top five, I would think. I agree. All right, let's go with Oregon State. All right. Rip Hamilton's face mask. What'd you guys have? Well, this sucks. Um, <laughs> yeah, my college, it, it sounds like both of us are, are, you know, college baseball knowledge is body mine kind of goes in and out there are years that i follow it more so than than i drop off for a couple of years but you know, i knew that you know we, we both kind of knew that uh you know lsu has won a lot i knew arizona state uh has won a lot and has been really good um we long story short we came down to uh to miami and usc because i didn't realize either of them really had strongholds it's probably before i started paying attention it sounds like we're wrong either way but we checked in with uh usc yeah so um in order the top five are usc with 12 texas with six lsu with six arizona state with five and then tied at four are cal state fullerton arizona and miami so the odd one out was oregon state Mm -hmm. with three my, I was just trying to think like, okay, who do I remember winning? They probably have more than one. Yeah. Um, I do not remember USC winning, but like 2020 was supposed to be the year I got into college baseball and then it got canceled. So. <laughs> so for what it's worth, USC hasn't won one since 98. That, that's exactly what I said to Tucker. I was like, my knowledge kind of starts around 2000. So anything that happened before then, <laughs> don't know. Yep. So now the most important question of the round, question five. I want to know which one of these is the odd one out when it comes to point values for made baskets in rock and jock basketball. So your numbers are two, three, 10, 20, 25, and 50. We are going to check in. All right. Endless love. What do you think? So I thought it was originally, I said it was either the 20 or the 25. That's the odd one out. And then Eric said he's pretty sure it's either the 10 or the 20 because he remembers a 25 distinctly. And I think that was 25 was the half court shot. No, 25 was a basket way high in the air. And then the 50 was even higher in the air. That's right. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, Oliver, Oliver Miller actually hit two 25s in a single game, I believe. <laughs> okay. So then, um, then it, so then the debate is whether it was 10 or 20. So the, obviously the two, the three, what do you have? Two, three, five, two, three, 10, 20. So to, in my opinion, why have the 20 if you have a 25? So either, Makes sense. well, or so what would the 10 point have been? I mean, hitting a half court shot is harder I think than t- hitting a 25 pointer, wouldn't it? Not necessarily. It was pretty high. Like you had to get down there and really like launch it into the air. Okay. 
um, but it, I think a ten point spot was actually just a random like circle on the floor, like by the free like by the free throw line on the opposite side of the of the court. No, I think it, if I remember correctly, just maybe oh. a little bit outside the three point oh, line. Oh, it was just a random spot, and it just yeah, was, it was like a mark on the floor. So, so difficult because it was tough to get to that specific spot, and then okay, that makes yeah, sense. yeah, to like get to that actual spot to shoot it, or else it wasn't ten points. So you're thinking the ten point is is no, yeah, 20. let's go with twenty. 20 because if there like you said if there was a 25 then i don't think there was a 20 okay so we're gonna say the odd one out is 20 yeah all right rip hamilton's face mask what did you guys have nothing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right well that's uh, great we get points no yeah we, we, <laughs> we tried to just kind of logically work out what might not be on there just having personally never played it or seen it i you know didn't have a leg to stand on here. So uh, we ended up just checking in with 25 because it seemed to stick out a little bit. But again, that was like a really high shot apparently. So we're wrong again. Yeah. So Ed uh, is correct. Oliver Miller hit two in a game and, um, and also hit the first one of all time. Um, Groundbreaking. The, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Obviously, two and three points were your regular shots. A 10-point was basically a Steph shoots it these days. Uh, 25 was a goal that dropped down above the goal, and 50 was a goal that dropped down above that. So the odd one out here was 20. Those were a lot of fun. I love the softball ones. Yeah. The softball ones were great. Vaguely remember these shows. I don't remember his. Frank Frank Thomas actually hit a uh, an eight-run home run in Rock and Jess softball. You call it. You call in the softball. It looks like an eight ball. Yeah, it's just a softball painted black with an eight on it. And if you hit that out, you get eight runs for it. Nice. Okay. <laughs> so after the second quarter, we have a lead change here. Rip Hamilton's face mask has one hundred and thirty, and Endless Love has one hundred and seventy. Halftime question number one: Sports adjacent. What comedian, eventual game show host, was an entrant in the 2001 Royal Rumble, where he tried to bribe Kane, then eliminated himself after narrowly avoiding a choke slam thanks to Raven intervening? You're welcome, Scott. Obviously, we're checked in. All right, endless love. What do you think? <laughs> I feel like I remember this, but I don't at the same time. Oh, Tucker, okay, I so know it. 2001 uh... <laughs> Royal Rumble comedian that would have been. Game I mean, show Joe host? Rogan. Drew Carey? Dro- Joe Rogan. Game show host. He was that stupid game show where they ate Beatles <laughs> and crap. Joe Rogan didn't run. In 2001, Joe Rogan was on, like, news radio. I Joe Rogan hosted that, that, dare, that dare show that did people. Yeah. Okay, whatever. Okay. So you, I think Drew eventual, Carey makes more sense. And eventual game show host. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Let's do it. Drew Carey. 100 points. Hamilton's face mask. <laughs> what do you got? Yeah, I can name every entrant in, in that match. Um, it was it was pretty fun. Uh, yeah, he tried to give Kane money. First, he tried to call the Hardy Boys back into the ring after they both got eliminated to come help him. Like, come on, come on and help me. And they just ignored him. Uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely Drew Carey. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> it is. Both teams' points. It's Drew Carey. I think uh, Vince McMahon talked it like dared him to do it and yeah he had a interview special that same week and so uh they were like uh, he wanted to promote it and they were like 
you know, in storyline, Vince McMahon's like, well, yeah, then you have to enter the Royal Rumble. And he's just like, yeah, all right, I'll do it. And then he was like happy about it. And then Kane, he sees that Kane's in the ring and he's like, oh, this is obviously chubby Drew Carey, right? This is oh, like yeah. the yes. uh, modern chubby. day skinny yeah, right. Drew Carey. Yeah. Okay. Question two. In the ninth and final verse of Wu-Tang's fantastic song, Triumph, Raekwon guarantees to make you jump like what? 17-year NBA point guard and New York City legend. Yep, that name went through my head too. Okay, we're checked in. You can tell us what name went through your head. Talk it out. What do you got? What just sent to that? I, so, oh, yeah. I just sorry, right, I see that. Sure, I don't know. Okay, no, I don't, I don't know this. This is a total guess. I'm just trying to think of New York, so, like so, guys who are known for being from New York. You know? Yeah, that's. I mean, the guys I know are Marbury, Kenny Anderson, Rafer Alston, none of which I believe played for 17 years. Oh, Ron skip Ar- to skip to my loop. Yeah, Rafer, um, Ron Artest is from New York City. Is Rod um, Strickland that name popped into my head? Is he from New York City? I believe so. Did he, was he a point guard? I mean, I know. Yes. I'm pretty sure he was a point guard. He was a point guard. It's confirming. He had a long career. Let's go. Strickland popping in your head for a reason, dude. Let's. Anything anything we come up with right now is going to be a guess. So if right. you had somebody come to mind, let's go with it. Let me check him with Rod Strickland. Rip Hamilton's face mask. What'd you guys check him with? I, I just want to, again, just reiterate this. The, the courts in New York are really tough. Right. I once held down a court in Venice Beach, California for like four games in a row, and that's my crowning achievement in basketball, but it did not compare to the New York courts. Um, yeah, it sounded like you know, Tucker was more familiar with the song than I was. Um, I've only recently got into uh, real old school hip-hop, so I, I like Wu-Tang, but, and I'm familiar with the song, but not enough to really get into the lyrics and dissect them. Uh, we checked in with Rod Strickland as well because he was like the king of New York uh, and it would have worked with the time frame. I'm thinking this has got to be like 94, 95. So it's a little early for Kenny Anderson and, and Marbury and those guys. So just kind of based on that, we also checked in with Rod Strickland. All right, both teams checking in with Rod Strickland. Uh, the lyrics at the end of the song go, Max mostly, undivided, then slide it. It's sickening, guaranteed, made him jump like Rod Strickland. It's way cooler when they say it. That wasn't too bad. I, I did a Tupac, a couple of bars with Tupac once, and Matt was, like, super impressed. So. <laughs> Question number three. What wildly overrated quarterback was the star of a Beauty Mist pantyhose commercial proclaiming, quote, if Beauty Mist can make my legs look good, imagine what they can do to yours, which would not be the last time he made a pass at someone on national television. We can, we can check, check in. in. <laughs> okay, well, that was quick. Uh, <laughs> Rip Hamilton's oh. face mask. What do you got? I want to kiss you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got Tucker. You can take it away if you have any sort of flavor text or anything that you want to uh, add. I mean, I'm pretty sure we'd all be quoting the same thing here, right? But uh, I just wanted to be sure that you checked in because you both said it at the exact same time. <laughs> yeah, we checked in, yeah. You know, uh, namesake of uh, one of the great blogs of our time, Kissing Susie Colber. This uh, <laughs> is Broadway Joe Namath. Hey, and let's love what you guys have. Not even in the top uh, top 10 of all-time Alabama quarterbacks. So, but yeah, <laughs> Joe Namath. Yeah, and both teams getting points. It is the very creepy commercial starring Joe Namath. Okay, question number four. Managed by Gus Cantrell, who is played by Scott Bakula in his most important role since Quantum Leap, what minor league franchise is the home for Lance the Dance Pair, Billy Downtown Anderson, Taka Tanaka, 
Pedro Serrano, and others, and is the focus of the great Major League Three back to the minors. And I will take the name of the team or their nickname. We can check in. Yeah, it's just we can go with that, Matt. Yeah, uh, I know it's the bees, but I don't yeah. know if they're from Sacramento. I don't think we'll just, we'll go, just with go with the bees. There's at the buzz. Kind of no they way. Already, they checked in. They checked in. All right, we're checked in. <laughs> okay. Endless Love checked in with the bees and sort of the buzz. <laughs> it's, uh, it's definitely the buzz. Back to the minors. Uh, yeah, that was an interesting one to watch. It's uh, the buzz. <laughs> you are correct. It is the buzz. It is also the bees. They are the Salt Lake bees. Also they are. Also known as buzz. <laughs> Therefore, both teams are getting points. That, that is your it's, the, it's, the, it's the bees buzz. <laughs> yes, the bees buzz. <laughs> Good Scott Bakula vehicle for sure. Question number five. Sports anthems. According to its writer slash recorder, Scott Stapp, what team's owner flagged him down in an airport and asked him to record a hype song for the team in exchange for lifetime season tickets and the allowance for his son's fat boys whenever they wanted? Hint, the name of the song he wrote is Blank Will Soar, which makes even less sense than the backstory. We are checked in. Endless love. Talk it out. All right, where's Scott Stapp from? He's the the He's not, no 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 no. Where's he from? <laughs> <laughs> like not what's he from? Where is he from? <laughs> I got you, Doherty. I'm gonna say he's from California. I was gonna suggest Florida. Okay. So the Marlins fly high. Marlins will soar. That does not make sense. All right, what about California teams? Giants so wait, will so soar. He... So he ran into the owner of the team. So who's yeah. the owner of that? That's that Jeffrey that Lori. Jeffrey Lori owns the Marlins, right? This is like I, the sixty-seventh time, sixty-seventh time that Jeffrey Lori's name has come up on this podcast and no one has said it correctly at any time. How do you say it then? How do you say Loria? Loria. Yeah, oh, I'm is guilty it? of that. Let's go with the Marlins. I don't know. I got nothing else. Unless you want to go with the California team. He's either from California or Florida. He looks like a douche from either. Let's go with the Marlins. We're going to go with All the right. Florida slash Miami slash whoever they are. Now the Marlins. Tampa Marlins. All right. Rip Hamilton's face mask. What do you got? Well, I just heard the news today. Uh, yeah, I remember when this song came out, uh, just being like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand why that's the name of the song, but uh, yeah, it's the, uh, the Marlins checked in with that as well. Yes. I think you could say, I don't get it about every Creed song. <laughs> <laughs> and they have a billion dollars. Yeah. I, I like Creed, so I, I'm in the minority there. Just like in life. He's- God, watch that halftime performance they did at a Cowboys game one time. It is the oh. funniest performance I've ever seen. Just <laughs> over the top, grotesque, and I love every bit of it. Yeah, so both teams getting points here featuring such lyrical gem strike one, strike two, triple play. That is Marlins will soar. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I didn't hate the song. But again, it's, it's I, very I'm, creed. A creed, I'm a Creed fan, so I they did a lot of songs for wrestling when I was a kid, so I I, I like them. Had he ever watched a baseball game before? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't seem like a baseball guy. 
All right, so after the halftime, we have a score of Rip Hamilton's Face Mask with 230 and Endless Love with 270. Now on to the second half. We'd like to take a minute to invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BenchwarmersTP. We also have a Facebook group for fans of the pod called The Bench. Join us there to comment on the latest episodes and share cool sports facts and trivia. If you'd be willing to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher, we'd greatly appreciate the support so that other people may find this podcast. Thanks. Third quarter will be Pick and Roll. Pick and Roll. For this quarter, there will be three lists containing 10 items. The team that is trailing coming into the quarter will choose the first list and attempt to identify 10 items. If the team does not correctly identify all 10 items, the other team can attempt to finish this list out. The team leading at the beginning of the quarter will select the second list, and whichever team is trailing after the first two lists will get the third list. Each item is worth 10 points. So going into the third quarter, then since Rip Hamilton's face mask is behind, they'll go ahead and pick their first category. So I have three category names for you. I will not reveal exactly what I'm asking, nor will I reveal what that category is about, but I will give you a shot unless you want me to reveal it, Matt. Well, let's see what you got here first, because I'm okay. suspect with All your right. skullduggery. And... <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the category names, if at first you don't succeed, fail, fail again, football American style. Merkin style? And the guy style? who beat the guy. Yes, Merkin style. American style. <laughs> American style? Yes. He's from Texas. Yeah. And what was the third one? The guy who beat the guy. It's dumb. <laughs> Do you want me to give you what the the categories are about? At least? I, li- I like your idea of, yeah, of not being very specific with it, but I think you need to yeah, give a fine. little more to it. Yeah. That's fine. So it's just first like, you don't the, the sport, not the cat, like not the. Yeah. 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 You know? Yeah, that's what I was going to yeah. Um Okay, so if at first you don't succeed, fail, fail again. That is a baseball category. Football American style is a soccer category. <laughs> and the guy who beat the guy is a boxing category. So this round sucks. <laughs> uh, yeah, we don't need much deliberation on this one. We're going to take the baseball. Yeah. <laughs> okay. If at first you don't succeed, fail, fail again. I am looking for the top 10 MLB leaders in terms of career outs made. Just as a side note, there is a tie for 10th. So if one of those is named, I will mark the other off the list. Tucker and I are checked in. All right. Hamilton's face mask has checked in. What'd you guys have? All right, Go ahead, Tucker. We've got Pete Rose, Carl Yastrzemski, Brooks Robinson, Hank Aaron, Stan Musial, Ricky Henderson, Willie Mays, Cap Anson, Reggie Jackson, and Ty Cobb. The uh, Rip Hamilton's face mask, you guys got five right. Ooh. Okay, so number one, Pete Rose with 10,328 outs. Number two, Hank Aaron with 9,136 outs. 
Number three, Carl Yastrzemski, 9,126. Number six, Ricky Henderson, 8,510. And tied for number 10, Brooks Robinson, 8,340. So, endless love. Our original list, we had Ripken Jr., Cal Ripken Jr., Eddie Murray. So they got Henderson, right? Yeah. Um, uh, so then Adrian Beltre. They didn't say Dave Winfield, right? No, they did not. And then uh, Robin, Robin Yount or Omar Vizquel. So I think that's five, right? No, that's six. So we oh. got to pick one. Remember, there was someone tied for 10th, though. Oh. So, so I'm not sure one, who that was tied with 10th. But... So we got to pick. We got to drop one of those. Yount. So I'm pretty confident that Ripken, Murray, Winfield... So Ripken, Murray, Winfield. Okay, there's three. Those three. So then we got th- two <clears throat> spots for Yount, Winfield, and Beltre. I thought I said Winfield, didn't I? Ripken, Murray, Winfield. Those three. I'm pretty confident on. Okay. Beltre, you're confident on, so I say we go with him. So then that okay. leaves Yount and Viscal. Viscal, okay. Uh, I'd say Viscal. He played for like 20-something years. Okay, so did you get all, all right. that, Eric? We're going to go with Cal Ripken Jr., Eddie Murray, Adrian Beltre, Dave Winfield, and Omar Vizquel. Right, Eric? Yeah, yeah, that's good. Okay. Okay. So, at number four, Cal Well, Ripken actually, hold Jr. on a second now. Maybe we shouldn't get so many right. Maybe they're doing this. Just so they can get the third. <laughs> Would you think we want boxing or soccer? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Make this a little tougher. Sorry, guys. Okay, number four, Cal Ripken Jr. with eight thousand eight hundred and ninety-three. Number five, Eddie Murray, eight thousand five hundred and sixty-nine. Number seven, Omar Vizquel, eight thousand four hundred and thirty-three. Number seven. Number eight, Dave Winfield, 8,422. And number nine, Robin Yount, 8,415. Unfortunately, Adrian Beltre was tied with Brooks Robinson. Therefore, he is eliminated from the list. So we got four. So we we had every name there listed. And the only one we didn't was Adrian Beltre. And I almost typed to Tucker, Adrian Beltre, LOL, inside joke. (laughs) (laughs) So that question we had. And it comes out tomorrow. Comes out tomorrow. Yeah, I I don't think Tucker likes the Orioles because every time I brought up an Orioles guy, (laughs) he didn't seem to be on the same page. Because I'm like, Ripken, Murray? (laughs) And I mean, like, in retrospect, it's like, oh, yeah, duh, my bad. Uh, (laughs) Hey, I had Brooks Robinson. Yeah, so that's true. You're right. You did have it. Yeah, Tucker said we can only have one Oreo on the list. So. Yeah, I I grew up in the uh, the DC area, so I, I watched a lot of bad Orioles baseball growing up. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. The uh, the active leader, uh, if anyone wants to take a shot, is it Pujols? Yeah, it Pujols. Pujols. Yeah, he, he yeah. I like a thousand. I would think figured he was up there. Yeah, it's not really close. <laughs> okay, so endless love. You have a choice: soccer or punch facing. <laughs> gotta be Max. Got it. We gotta do soccer. Punchy, 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 punchy facing. Yeah, let's go with soccer. Okay. Football American style. Give me the ten original MLS franchises, team, city, 
and team name. So I will not just accept a city. You must give me the mascot as well. The mascot? The nickname. 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 Sorry. Oh. Not the, not like, I don't need like, you know, the, the Philly, Philly Fanatic. San Diego Chicken or Philly Fanatic. <laughs> so I have a question. Yes, sir. Will you take their current name or do you want their name in their inaugural season? Goal of this was the name in the inaugural season. Okay. Well, then I hate you. Sorry. Um, we're ready to check in. All right, Endless Love, what do you guys have? All right, so uh, we have the LA Galaxy, DC United, San Jose Earthquakes, the Colorado Rapids, FC Dallas, Columbus Crew, Sporting KC, New England Revolution, Chicago Fire, and I'm taking a shot in the dark, um, the New York Metro Stars. Okay, so from the list, we have the Colorado Rapids, the Columbus Crew, DC United, LA Galaxy, New England Revolution, and the New York, New Jersey Metro Stars. So that is... Oh, really? Just the six? Four, five, and six. Correct. Wait, no. Sporting Kansas City wasn't on that? The original names of the original team. Oh, uh, yeah, they were something uh, else. MLS stars. MLS teams. All right, so based on what uh, we have here, not we, what you have here on the list uh, that wasn't said uh, was you think Kansas City had a different name, right? Yeah, so the Kansas City Wizards, I'm pretty sure was the name of the team at the time. Uh, okay, that's definitely one that we'll say. Yep. Um, uh, Miami. Yeah. The, so Miami Fusion and Tampa Bay Mutiny were teams at the time. I wasn't sure if they came into the league uh, later on or not. And then, uh, oh, okay. Um, and the other one I said was uh, the Dallas Burn that they didn't list because I think they also had a different team name at the time. Okay. You're right. Because they, they got, and they said, they said San Jose, right? Yeah, they, they got um earthquakes. Yeah, they said San Jose, if nothing else. Yeah, so Wizards, Fusion, Mutiny, and Burn, you want to go with? Yeah, let's go with that. I can't think of anybody else right now. Cool. Works for me. Okay, from the list, we have the Dallas Burn and the Tampa Bay Mutiny. Fortunately, Kansas City at their initial year, was the Kansas City Wiz. Oh. <laughs> and San Jose was the San Jose Clash. Oh. They were not the Quakes. So your original 10 MLS franchises, Colorado Rapids, Columbus Crew, DC United, Dallas Burn, Kansas City Wiz, LA Galaxy, New England Revolution, New York, New Jersey Metro Stars, San Jose Clash, and Tampa Bay Mutiny. So they got As three more? We got three. We got two. We got two. Sorry. Which means we get the lovely boxing. Yay. <laughs> I think this is going to be a fun one. I know this isn't necessarily a boxing podcast, but I think this is gettable. We'll see whether or not this is just me. Um, but we're, we're going to find out. The guy who beat the guy. Are you guys familiar with the concept of the lineal heavyweight champion? 
but you see a lot of shaking heads. The lineal <laughs> champion is defined as the guy who beat the guy. In other words, it started at this beginning of the heavyweight championships and goes one person at a time as the guy who beat the guy who beat the guy, right? Okay. Okay. So in 1986, Mike Tyson defeated Leon Spinks to take over the lineal championship. I want to know the next 10 lineal heavyweight champions. So the guys who beat the guys. In other words, start with Tyson and work forward. Uh, for what it's worth, one guy did was the lineal champion twice. Um, so I will take his, his name once. Um, but there have been 10 unique lineal champions from Mike Tyson to today. And I want you guys to name them. Yeah, we do have 10. So Yeah, we're, we're going to go ahead and check in. All right, Rip Hamilton's face mask is checking in. What do you guys have? All right, so we have, and I have no idea how many of these guys actually fought at heavyweight, but um, yep. <laughs> Vander Holyfield, who definitely fought Mike Tyson at one point, um, has the scars to show it. Uh, Lennox Lewis, Buster Douglas, Roy Jones Jr., Vladimir Klitschko, Riddick Bowe, Canelo Alvarez, Shane Mosley, uh, the other Klitschko, uh, Vladimir's brother, and Bernard Hopkins. You guys were able to get five names on the list. Hey, all right. Hey, we're consistent. Um, yeah. <laughs> Buster Douglas, Evander Holyfield, Riddick Bowe, Lennox Lewis, and Vladimir Klitschko. Well, I, mean, I literally had a, a Riddick Bowe question written for my next uh, – <laughs> Put your fours up. So I'm going to push that back a few games just for proximity, okay. <laughs> but that's awesome. So that means uh, we got more Foreman, Briggs, and Ramen. That's four. That's four. So, and they said the, apparently the other glitch goal wasn't right because I thought we were going to get to both of them. Yeah, because then he had a brother that beat Ronix Lewis later, right? And that's the one I think that held Vit- Vitaly Klitschko. Yeah. That was it. Um, what about, I mean, does that bring us to like Tyson Fury? Might. So you want to just throw him in? Okay. So we're going to go with, uh, Tyson Fury, Ramen, Briggs, Foreman, and more. Uh, I'm going to go down this list cause it's fun. Um, so obviously Mike Tyson lost to Buster Douglas, um, and to Evander Holyfield who lost to Riddick Bowe, who lost to Michael Moore. There's one. Um, Michael Moore was, of course, famously beaten by George Foreman. Sorry, um, to say George Bush. Wrong <laughs> <laughs> R, there's an R at the end. Okay. end. <laughs> More er. Um, George Foreman then lost to Shannon Briggs. Mm-hmm. So there's three for you guys. Um, Shannon Briggs lost to Lennox Lewis. Uh, Lennox Lewis got beaten by Hasim Rahman. Jesus. Asim Rahman lost to Lennox Lewis. So that's the guy who lost it and won it back. Mm-hmm. Um, Lewis eventually lost to Vladimir Klitschko, who has ceded the uh, lineal heavyweight title to one Englishman, Tyson wow. Fury. Good wow. job, guys. You got all 10. Wow. Wow. Well done. Wow. I know George Foreman and Tyson Fury. Those other guys. Yeah. Never heard of them. <laughs> Matt, awesome. Well, I wasn't just me. You and I were going back and forth with like the yeah, same but you, names. You had it like in order, though. That was good. Yeah, I know. I, I remember that uh, 
that uh, after Foreman won it after he beat Moore, then he lost to Briggs, if I recall correctly. It was like on his 50th birthday or something right. ridiculous yeah. like that. Good job, guys. That was I that's kind of a fun. I I love that lineal guy who beat the guy who beat the guy. And usually heavyweights are easier to remember than middleweight guys are. So yeah. All right. Next time we're doing this with flyweight. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, I was gonna say if you ever want to do this with like WWE champions, there you go. I'm good. Ooh, I'll start maybe. from the very beginning. Nice. <laughs> All right, so after the third quarter, uh, Rip Hamilton face mask has 350 points, and uh, Endless Love has 420. And now on to the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter, known as Put Your Fours Up. This quarter consists of five categorized questions that teams will wager up to 100 points each, not to exceed their current point total. Today's fourth quarter categories are car game on. It's a hockey question. Um, it's hip. It's cool. It's Noah's arcade as sports video games. Hi, we're in Delaware. It's a football category. Marriage is punishment for shoplifting in some countries. It's an Olympic sports question and Algonquin for the good land. That's a basketball question. It is now time for the teams to place their wagers. Now that the wagers are in, on to the questions. Question one. Car, game on. What player, originally a flyer, who played five other teams during his career from 1984 to 2002, holds the record for the most Gordie Howe hat tricks in a career? Hint, it is not Gordie Howe, who only had two in spite of the name. Yeah, Matt, we can check in. Endless Love is checked in. Rip Hamilton's face mask. Talk it out. All right. Um, so we've yeah, I've I've been on a game that had this question before. Okay. Um, and this is a this is a question I should know. Like I do watch a lot of hockey, so I think so. You just put uh, that's a, that's a guess. I'm just trying to name some guys and see if that gets. No, that was a name that came up in that episode though, because it was a current GM, and that's when Andrew named every single general manager in the NHL. And it was between him and uh, the Red Wing guy. Let's go with Rick Tockett. For how many points? Uh, 80. 80? Yeah. Endless Love, what'd you guys have? Uh, we wagered um, 100 points, and it's uh, definitely Rick Tockett. All right. Going up the list, uh, Cam Neely had 12. Wolf Payment had 16. Brian Suter had 17, tied with Brendan Shanahan. But the leader of all time... When it comes to Gordy Howe hat tricks is Rick Tockett with 18. <laughs> Question number two. It's hip, it's cool, it's Noah's Arcade. Yuck, dumb, boo, and bum were the names of the umpires in what 1980s baseball video game that originally released in Japan under the title Burn Pro Baseball? Time frameworks. Mm-hmm. Let's check it in. Endless Love has checked in. Rip Hamilton's face mask. You guys can talk it out. Look, unless the game is named for Bobson Dugnut, I don't think I know this one. Um, yeah, I, it's it's a little bit too early for me. It's something not like generic and not MLB affiliated, obviously. Sure, sure, like All Star Baseball or something. Yeah, but probably not that because that got like that was like a claimed series when I was a yeah kid, yeah. So. Pick one of those, I guess. All right, uh, I'll say Hall of Fame Baseball. 
for how many points? Uh, 20. And Endless Love, what did you guys have? Yeah, so I it's one of my favorite games for the NES was uh, Bases Loaded for 100 points. Indeed, the aptly named Yuck, Dumb, Boo, and Bum were the umpires for the Bases Loaded games. The first game you could throw at somebody and get them to charge the mound. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Question number three. Hi, we're in Delaware. Who is the Manster former University of Maryland Outland Trophy winner and Dallas Cowboys great who was an inductee of the NFL, college football, and most importantly, the Delaware Sports Hall of Fame all in 1994? Uh, we're checked in. Okay, Rip Hamilton's face mask has checked in. Endless love. Talk it out. Yeah, for some reason, I, I, I have it in my brain that Dorset went to Pitt. Am I wrong with that? Oh, he went to Pitt. I'm just thinking of 94 Hall of Fame. So if it was 94 Hall of Fame, he would have had to, the earliest he could have retired. In 89-ish. 89-ish, yeah. Dorset last played in 88. Outland is, uh, which Outland, which, what is, what trophy is that for? Interior, interior lineman, right? Outland. So went to Maryland. Maryland. Cowboys of- great would be maybe a D lineman for the Cowboys would have retired in 89. Maybe Randy White. Delaware is such a small state. You think that all everyone, we'd know every single person from Delaware. I couldn't this be about Rich Gannon for the love of Pete. Jeez, come on. Cowboys great lineman would have to be in the Hall of Fame from that time would have to be Randy White. So he would have retired about 88-ish, 87, 88-ish. He was what Super Bowl, Super Bowl MVP at twelve. That would have been seventy nine against the Ram. No, seventy eight. Seventy eight against the Broncos. Yeah, the Broncos. That's right. So seventy eight. I mean, he could ten have easily played later. for ten more years, retired, and been All right. Randy White. Yeah, checking in with Randy White for a hundred points. Okay. And Rip Hamilton space mask. What'd you guys have? We also said Randy White for 80 points. Okay, there's a little hint in the beginning of that. The best nickname in the history of the NFL, the Manster, that is Randy White. I asked Manster with a question mark. I'm like, what the heck? I've never heard of that before, ever. Neither have I. Yeah, Yeah. that's his nickname, the Manster. It's not as good as Eric's nickname. (laughs) Lying, you and I have special names for each other, but we won't talk about that here. Only on the OT. To tune hey, in to find out. Everyone knows that we're the Dickie Boys, but that's a different Dickie Boys. That's right. Listen, everyone's Dickie talking about the OT. They're not listening to it, but they're talking about it. <laughs> I <laughs> listen. Uh, okay. listens. I listened. To both of them. Question number four: Marriage is punishment for shoplifting in some countries. Name the Olympic power couple that both won medals in the decathlon in the 2016 Rio Olympics. Him a gold for the U.S., her a bronze for Canada. We're going to check in. Okay, there you go. All right. Endless Love has checked in. And Rip Hamilton's face mask, what do you guys have? All right. Um, I do know that there's a recent really good American decathlete named Ashton Irwin. Um, Unless you know anybody else, the best thing I can do is just hope they have the same last name. You know what? Maybe he married Cindy Irwin and she all of a sudden joined the Olympics. So I say we go with it. <laughs> Representing Canada instead of Australia for some Yeah, reason. exactly. Just dual citizen, all right? Yeah, yeah. No, definitely. Um, yeah, we're going to go with Irwin for oh, uh, 80 points. Okay. Endless love. 
Yeah, we checked in with uh, Dan and Dave O'Brien for zero points. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, unfortunately, uh, no one got this. However, you did get the first name and the first letter of the last name. Oh, no. Uh, oh. Ashton and Brienne Eaton. Eaton. It's Ashton Eaton. Yep. He was he thinking is. of Steve Irwin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the last question Algonquin for the good land. The Milwaukee Bucks have drafted number one overall four times, most recently in 2005 when they won the lottery and drafted Australian star Andrew Bogut. Their first number one overall pick was in 1969 when they won a coin flip for the rights to draft Lou Alcindor over what other expansion franchise in spite of winning 11 more games the previous season? We're going to go ahead and check in. Okay, Rip Hamilton's face mask is checked in. Endless love, why don't you guys talk it out? This is a, a vigorous conversation we're having here, Mr. Ede. Yeah. So I know the ABA teams pretty well, and you know the NBA teams pretty well. So why don't you go through here? So 67, you say, was the Rockets and the Sonics. San Diego Rockets, yes. They moved over to Houston fairly soon, though, right? Just within like two, through a couple of years? I'm not sure exactly when they jumped over, but it's it was pretty quick, yeah. Because then San Diego eventually got the Buffalo Braves, which wasn't they weren't in Buffalo long. They came to Buffalo in about seventy. Okay. So yeah. so the NBA was in the in a fifteen, you know, they went from fourteen to thirty teams in about fifteen years. Mm-hmm. So they were they were expanding pretty quickly. And so the first two yeah. there was the Kansas City had a team at the Kings, and then the Kings went out. No. Yeah, right. They were the Royals first in Kansas Royals. City, I believe. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And actually, they were Kansas City, Omaha. They actually split yeah. for between places. So yeah. yeah, yeah. And then they went strictly to Kansas City or something, and then pissed Omaha off, and then eventually moved to Sacramento. So we're saying this team came in as an expansion team in '68. With the if it's the team that came in with the Bucks, if that's how we're reading it right, then it's the Suns. That makes sense. Because the Suns and the Bucks came in together. And I think that's what he's saying, right? The question is, I believe so. Whom- they both came at the same time, and the one, even though the Bucks had a better record, they still got the number one pick. Okay, just because it was in that time frame, it was the Bulls came, and then San Diego with the Rockets, and then the the Sonics, and then it, all within like three years of each other. So when he says also an expansion team, there was all there was a bunch of expansion teams. Yeah. So if he's talking about the same exact year, then it's the Suns. Let's just go with the. Uh, Let's go with the Suns for uh, a whopping. Here we go. Drum roll, please. Zero points. Endless Love checking in with the Phoenix Suns for zero points. And Rip Hamilton's face mask, what did you guys say? Well, I really like their reasoning, uh, so I'm hoping we still have a chance here. But said the Portland Trail Blazers. Uh, we put 90 on that one. Okay, so in 1968-69, the Milwaukee Bucks finished with a 27-55 and record. And on the other side mm-hmm. of, the con- of the NBA... Um, because at that time, the bottom finishers in each um, conference would flip a coin for the number one pick. So in the uh, other side of the NBA, the team with 16 wins that year was the Phoenix Suns. The game has come to an end, and here are the final scores. Rip Hamilton's face mask finishes with 320 points. And our clipboard captains of the game, who are receiving the coveted Gary Hogaboom Award, with 720 points, we have Endless Love. Congratulations. Matt, thank you. (laughs) I look 
forward to that every time I'm editing. It's like, and <laughs> yeah, I, I paused this time because I wanted to have someone else do it. So, <laughs> anything you guys would like to say before we call tonight? Well, thanks for coming on and playing, Tucker. This was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of fun. And uh, Walling, yeah, you're okay. Okay, thanks for for coming back on and, and your continued support. Uh, you know, we appreciate it. And uh, thanks for sticking by me in this one. Uh, this was a lot of fun, regardless. So, you know, this is this isn't one that that stings or anything like that. It was it was fun. You're, you're welcome back anytime as a player, as a host, as you can come keep score, whatever you want to do. You know, you're definitely welcome on anytime. All right. Well, uh, thanks to both of you. Um, and really thanks for all of you for letting me back on this. Uh, I had a lot of fun once again, even if we can't remember who Ken F- Jr. was. <laughs> bleep that if you need. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Eric's got to put a bleep in for the four outro. No, this is great. <laughs> but seriously, well-written game. Honestly, I uh, love the questions, love the rounds. Uh, strong opponent. Uh, Scott, you're a great teammate, but man, uh, we ran into a buzzsaw over there with those two, I think. No, with Eric. Tucker, I said it in the beginning, I, I came for blood today. You, you humbled me in the first time. Um, you, you carried Dan that first game. You know your stuff. So um, you, you proved it again today. I mean, these weren't easy questions. Eric did a great job. Thank you both for coming on today. This is, I, I love that people want to come on. So this is, this is awesome. Thanks for listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. And until next time, we'll keep the bench warm. Unless your name's Meg. That ball hit high and deep. Stretch. Stretch. Get on back there. They look up. You can put it on the board. Yes. Yeah. Into deep left center for Mitchell. And we'll see you tomorrow night. That great music you're listening to is by Justin Nozick. Thanks to him for producing that music for us. You've been listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Make sure to check us out on all of our social media. We are at BenchwarmersTP. Listen, <laughs> Josh isn't here, so let me just take this moment to say... Stop that recording, Matt. There's, Stop recording. There's drugs out there. You can find them. You can buy them. Um, some are illegal. Some are legal. Uh... Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> All right. It's the there dark you web. Are we on the dark web now? You can buy a kidney. That's that's racist. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <The> dark... <laughs> you are not accepting Bitcoin now? <laughs> and kidneys. Can we get Dan to do one of those sexy filament app readings, please? <laughs> like the guy from the start of, uh, I don't know what I don't he would be <laughs> coming up next, ladies. Bill again. <laughs> ladies. No, none of them listen to this show. Huh? Yeah, no, nope. Lady. Not Meg. <laughs> Damn it, Meg. What was the dude that hit the two twenty-five pointers? Oliver Miller. <laughs> Oliver Miller. Southwest High School's own Oliver Miller. Big Before. man. Oliver Miller. My Nobody. mom worked with his mom. Only, oh, nice. only one place in the world is there a high school called Southwest High School. So everyone knows where <laughs> yeah. it is. Fort Worth, Texas. I used to see him walking around the mall all the time. You cannot miss Oliver Miller walking around the mall. Where? This is in Texas? Yeah, he's from Fort Worth. There's 73 Southwest High Schools in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> the one in particular that I'm thinking of is close to where I grew up. Sean McCoy won his second wing in a row without playing a single Sec- down in either game. Love it. 
<laughs> Love it. Still not going to the I Hall think of Fame. The only thing I like more than that is that he's apparently dating the Persian Kim Kardashian. I don't know if you saw that picture Bomb Back posted. Mm-hmm. The Ryan Persian Kim Kardashian? That's what she looks like. Persian. Because <laughs> <laughs> she could have been from anywhere. The Persian <laughs> I don't, does, do Persian Listen, people have a different look than... One of them exists. I'm just saying, somewhere out there, there is a Persian Kim Kardashian. And she just <laughs> happens to be shacking up with Shady McCoy. It looks like Xerxes. <laughs> Xerxes. Giant he just, he just like things come out of his nose. <laughs> I'm just picturing Xerxes in 300 at the boys. Whenever she comes to dates, like she's being carried on a giant yeah, on a throne. chair. Yeah. <laughs> Happy you got another Super Bowl ring, baby. Oh, I have this gosh. one for my nose. My face hurts. <laughs>